Welcome to Paddling Adventures Radio. I'm Sean Rowley, and with me is nobody. Derek's gone on his yearly uh, motorcycle trip with his buddies. They've been doing this for a while. Every year they hop on their bikes and they tour around for a week and have some fun and get out of the city. And I guess they traipse around Ontario, New York State, stuff like that. I guess wherever the wherever the tires take them, I guess it is. So this week I'm on my own. And instead of having somebody come in um, and sit here and yibber-yabber about stuff, I decided I'd give Camper Christina a call and see what she's up to. Now, I know she's already been out on the water. She's been out since April, and here it is July, uh, June 1st already. And, uh, yeah, she's already been doing some tripping and stuff. So I thought, I'd, you know what, haven't talked to her in a bit, decided to give her a shout and have her come on and... Talk about the trip she's been. She's been on four trips already this year. She's got a new new canoe and all that sort of things. And just see what she's got on the go. So without further ado, here is my chat that I had with Camper Christina. Camper Christina, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Sean? Not too bad. It's been a while since we've had you on. It has been a while. I'm quite honored to be here. Right? Derek Derek went the way of the motorbike this week. So I mean, instead of getting a regular host, I've just decided to call people I know and say, hey, you know what? You're Derek for part of the show. So you're Derek for part of this show. That's a good idea. <laughs> Am I supposed to ship you beer? Well, I thought it would be here already, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll overlook it this time. <laughs> okay. So... You have been out paddling already this year. Yeah, I've been out paddling. I had a new boat burning a hole. I had to go. I had to get on the water. <laughs> right? So you've already been, yeah. I mean, a lot A lot of people, they start after ice out. More people start when it's warm. But you've been out since, like, the ice was just going out. Yeah, there was still a little bit of ice in on my first trip, actually. <laughs> but I did scout it the day before, and uh, yeah, the, by the time I went out, it was gone. So that was a, that was good. <laughs> That's always a bonus. I've been on the the water where there is ice and have to chip out. Uh, that is not always a good thing. Yeah, I like to do it in reverse for sure. I didn't enjoy that either. I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, so you've been, what, on four trips already? Um, yes, I have. Yeah, uh, well, you've been to McRae Lake, Gibson River, uh, was it the Gun Gun Lake in Halliburton Highlands? Yeah. And Tomogamy. And I just finished the six day. Yeah, six-day Tomogamy trip. The other trips were small, a couple two-nighters and some one-nighters, but, you know, just to get my feet wet and get out there a little bit and start getting into the groove. Well, it's better than a kick in the pants. <laughs> Most things are. Yeah. Well, you know what? And that's that's it is getting out there. It's, it's beginning of paddling season. And right now, I'm I'm at the point where we got so much to do around the house spring-wise, cleanups and all that, it's like you're doing all this work just to, you know, just waiting to get on, uh, out and paddle. You know, it's like a kid waiting for that last day of school sort of thing. Uh, it's it's just nice yeah. to, I mean, you have better access and a lot closer access than I do as well. So that works for you. Yes. 
So it does, yeah, and this is probably the only time of the year I would go to McRae Lake because otherwise it's super busy. So. Oh, big time. Because McRae is uh, Crown Land, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah, and so, well so was the Gibson. Or... Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of mm-hmm. those. First off, let's talk about the pros and cons to starting your backcountry trips at Ice Out. Not after, but at. <laughs> Um, I think there's a lot of both really, um, you know, like any time of the year, uh, I would say less people for uh-huh. sure, but I was actually really surprised at how many people were out at McRae Lake, uh, somebody in an inflatable kayak, uh, already through the ice was a little, yeah, a little bit frightening, but mm-hmm. yeah, no bugs, right? Bingo. Uh, I've got some cooler nights. That might be a con for me. I don't really like the cold, but, you know, simpler trip. I can bring things like my hot pocket to kind of keep me warm in my sleeping bag at night. Mm-hmm. Um, the McRae trip was ugh, so much wildlife. Like, it was just, it, it's such a drastic change from winter camping to going into spring like that. And the peepers are peeping. There's owls hooting. There's, you know, the loons are calling. The geese are or making their little noises, which sound awful, but whatever, <laughs> um, you know, and this, all the other like animals and things in the forest. And it's just such a huge contrast to winter. And there's just so many things going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you, probably it, less, less people. Less people is always a bonus. Less people is always a bonus. Usually everything's nice and clean. Um, after the winter kind of break. So that was nice. I took out some garbage, but there wasn't too much. And, uh, yeah, I think there's quite a few pros, but yeah, there's also cons. So, um, cold at night, the high water, high water issues. I had some of those, Mm -hmm. um, paddling in a dry suit, you know, it's the safest way, obviously with the cold water, but, when I was at McRae, it was 30 degrees both days. I was dying in my dry suit. <laughs> well, you know, and that's the big thing so. with the safety is you've got to have the dry suit on and, you know, the dry suit, the PFD and all that. And, you know, you, you, you can't pr- uh, preach that everybody should be safe and not do it yourself. And, I mean, I've, I've been using my dry suit this year. And, yeah, there was a, a couple times where you're just like, okay, you know what, I'm just not – um, enjoying wearing the dry suit because it is kind of warm out. But on the on the other hand, if I had tipped, I would have been so happy for that dry suit. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I I really utilized my dry suit on this six day tomogamy trip that I just finished, and I think I think it it is finally the time where I have fell in love with the dry suit. I I've always just worn it because I had to because I know it's safe. Um, and all the other things I'm on video, people are watching. I like to set a good example. I don't want someone to go out and do something, you know, that I'm doing and then get themselves in trouble. But, um, I really, it it helped me so much on this tomogamy trip that it was almost like a suit of armor for me. And it really changed the way that I see the dry suit. Right. Like I'm, I'm at the point where the only reason I do wear it is, is because it's going to keep me warm and dry if I go in. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing a trip like I was doing last week, you are in, you have to get in, mm-hmm. right? You're in and out of the water, creeks and rivers and, 
and that is just protecting you and keeping you warm, like, because the water is so cold at this time of year. And if you're dragging a boat through that, you know, for 20, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, it's just, it's just so convenient to just jump out of the canoe and know that everything's going to stay dry. Like it, it was really a really good asset for me. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's exactly it. I guess it depends on where you're using it. Uh, I've only been using mine on big lakes so far. So if you, like you say, if you're dragging up a river or something and you're in, out, in, out, um, definitely would prefer some sort of dry suit to, to keep myself warm at that point. Cause that's going to, that's just going to mm-hmm. totally ruin the trip. Yep. Yep. And there were two days that we were expecting like 10 to 15 millimeters of rain. The other one was 20 to 25. It never happened, thankfully. But again, I'm got, I'm in the morning. I'm like, well, I've got my dry suit on. So it doesn't matter if it pours. I'm protected. Right. Right. So it was really, really helpful to have it on that trip. And I really, it really changed my mind about how I, how I look at it. Well, you know what, if it's, yeah, in, in the, the shoulder seasons here, if you've got the dry suit, you really don't need the rain suit as well, right? Exactly. See, that's using the old melon. Uh, so <laughs> let, let's talk about a couple of your trips you've done here so far. You started with McRae. Yep. Uh, you saw... I went to McRae. Yeah. That, that's one with the ice. And you Sorry, saw, go ahead. You saw beavers as well, right? A beaver? Is that the one you saw the beaver at? Oh, so many beavers. There were two of the two of them hugged in the middle. I think they were hugging. Maybe they were doing something else. I'm not sure. It is the season. <laughs> they, were making some, they were making some interesting sounds. I saw so many beavers at McRae that weekend. I think I must have saw about 15 of them. Mm-hmm. It was insane. They were just everywhere. But there was everything everywhere. There were owls hooting. There were peepers peeping. There were geese. Like, it was just so many, so many animals. It was amazing. I saw a snake. Uh, I saw all kinds of, nothing like big, you know, no moose or deer or anything like that. But just all the little creatures, just all, you know, doing their thing, mating and, you know, all the beginnings of life. The trees are blossoming. The leaves are coming out. It's just really, really nice. And super hot, like super hot that weekend. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't think great. the snakes and that were out yet, but I guess so, eh? He was waiting for me on the portage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've been waiting for you. Uh, yeah, no, you, <laughs> you you start to see those little things coming out. I mean, you watch it on the Nature Channel and stuff like that, but unless you actually see it when you're out there in, you know, June, July. You don't really think about when they're actually making their appearance for the year on the canoe trips to your aunt. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. They were, it was out there. I saw one. I've actually seen a snake on three of the four trips I've done this year. Well, I I won't be tripping with you this year. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's one of your things. You don't like those, those creatures. (laughs) I, I like snakes if they're like way over there somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> not, not not over here. Uh, what about turtles and stuff? You have seen any of that yet this year? Uh, I saw a couple of them on the Lady Evelyn River um, on my second last day of my six day tomogamy trip. I haven't seen haven't seen them anywhere else. Hmm. Not yet. No, not yet. I've been looking, but I haven't seen them. So McRae is over towards um, Georgian Bay. And yes. usually in the summers, it is absolutely 
compact, usually in spring, not so much so, but this time you're saying there were more people than you thought there would be. There were quite a few people. I met three couples. Two of them came to my campsite to introduce themselves. One of them heard my voice and recognized it and came across the lake. <laughs> um, the two guys that were across from me, the, there there was probably at least seven campsites occupied. Wow. That's pretty... While I was there that April weekend. And, and literally, I went the night before. It's 20 minutes from my house. So I drove after work to check to see if the ice was out. And there was a guy from Toronto, a couple from Toronto, and they were just putting their boat on their car. And he said, yeah, I waited all the way to Georgian Bay and back. So I was like, okay, I'm going home to pack. And then I was all happy and giddy, like, oh, I'm going to be here. Nobody's going to be here. And yeah, by the end of the weekend, there were lots of people there. Like the parking lot, I wouldn't say it was, you know, overflowing, but it was full. So I was quite surprised. And that's mid-April. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, after that, you went up to the Gibson River. Now, where's the, where is yes. that one? Uh, that's off the Go Home Lake Access. You may okay. have been there winter camping. Yeah. I usually do winter stuff there, but I don't do summer stuff there. So you park at the Go Home Lake Access there and um, just go up, up the water, and then there's a small portage, um, not even a couple hundred meters, and that takes you right to the Gibson River, and there's tons of crown land. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of got waterlocked, if that's a term, I'm not sure. But um, I was on I was on the Go Home Lake, and I'm like, wow, you know, the water levels are so low here. I have not seen this. We I work at a property management company. All of our clients' places, everything's flooded. The water's up two to three feet everywhere. It's spring, you know, and the snow's melted and water, water everywhere. And I get on to go home lake and the water levels are down like one to two feet. You can see it on people's docks at the cottages and stuff. Like you can just see there's no water at the dock, right? Right. So I'm thinking, this is really strange. Well, I got to the other side of the portage and I found out where all the water was. (laughs) It was on the Gibson River and it was rushing through that dam. Mm -hmm. And it was, the current was ridiculous. I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to go down uh, to the, the chutes there. There's a really nice campsite there. And I started going down the river and, about 10 minutes later, I turned the boat around because my boat started racing down the river. Right. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to get back. I, how do you get back? There's no land, right? It's, everything has risen. The access just to get into the water, I showed pictures in the video from the comparison from two years ago and a year ago. And yeah, two, three feet, it was up. So I ended up camping right across from the portage. And that was as far as I could go. I spent the night there. I had a great night, had a beautiful sunset, ate some good food, and paddled back across and went back out. <laughs> I well, can go up the river. I can go down the river. Sometimes that's, you know, you got to go with the flow, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Sad. Sometimes these just wreck themselves. <laughs> so, no, I mean. Yeah, I know. Your guts is yours. If, if you run into something like that, you know, you don't just, if if you don't have to, don't just pack up and boogie. If you can find an alternate and uh, still stay out there, then go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what we campers do, right? Make the most of it. And I made a campsite. I made a fire pit. I 
you know, got it all made, everything safely, obviously, make sure there's no tree roots, rocks on the bottom of it, so when nothing would catch fire, and, you know, I saw a muskrat, mm-hmm. all the wildlife that I saw at McRae, like, just two weeks before, it was gone, because we had a cold spell, right. no peepers, no sound, no nothing, it was insane, hmm. it just, like, a few weeks apart, and later in the season, and, yeah. So it was interesting to see that, that the change in, in the surroundings and the, the sounds. Yeah, just the... But rushing water, lots of water. Yeah, just, just the animals all of a sudden going, okay, you know what? Yeah, that was our fake uh, fake spring. We'll go back in and hide for a bit and then come back out at a later date. But yeah, the high water is yeah. is is an issue everywhere this time of year. So you you have to be ready for it. But like you were saying mm-hmm. there, in the, the one re- the lake there... Where there was like nothing, everything was down, and then all of a sudden, boom! You mm-hmm. figure out why. Oops. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oops. <laughs> so after that, uh, Gun Lake in Halliburton Highlands. Yeah, you know the campsite. We've been there together. Yeah, yeah. No problems getting yeah. there. No problems getting there. I accessed at Ran. Mm-hmm. Um, did the little creek access same way we went in. Because right. um, I really like that little small, freaky area. I like the smaller water. And then just shot across Raven and Tagan. Uh, I was the only one staying on the lake for the whole night. Actually, the whole next night, too. I checked reservations for both nights. Nobody there. Uh, so I did a little campsite tour. I went around the whole lake. And, I mean, how often do you get to do that, right? Yeah. It's usually full. Gun is super popular, um, you know, for good reason. It's a beautiful lake. And I was there all by myself when went through every campsite, got out of the boat, checked them all out, filmed them all so people could see them. And uh, I had some people coming through the, the day before I left or the day I was leaving, um, just just paddling through day paddling maybe. And uh, that was it. So the only people I saw. So it was quite lovely. It's nice to be on a lake where you're the only one so that you can do exactly that. Go check them out because... If you think you got the best site and then you go check everything else out and next time you get there, well, yeah, somebody's on the the best site. But by what I've seen before, here's second best, third best, fourth best. And it allows you to – Yeah. Because there's nothing like getting to a lake and then you're like, oh, well, I don't know which one to choose. And then you choose the absolutely worst one because been there, done that. (laughs) Yep. So, yeah, it's nice to have a lake to yourself sometimes. Just peace and quiet even still, right? Just more so than normal. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. It was beautiful. And a beautiful big moon view of Brandy Falls right there from the campsite. And, uh, yeah, and then the sun came out the next day and it was really hot. And I forced myself to stay. Usually I take off at like 7 in the morning. And I said, no, I'm going to stay here till noon sat in the sun, I enjoyed the sight, and then I paddled through the other way out, same way we went, Yep. and um, through the little creek there, and there was a huge tree down. So here I am now up to Tomogamy Challenge, (laughs) 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 trying to figure out how to get around this huge tree. Obviously, it had just fallen, like, recently, and, uh, yeah, it was was quite some gymnastics to get through there. So I took some videos and pictures and sent it to the office so that they were aware of it. And, uh, yeah, beautiful, calm, almost mirror water on Raven on my paddle out. (laughs) Yeah. Not like when we went, we came out that one time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, we oh, had. Sorry. I insisted that we go up to the creek. I forgot the yoke at the campsite. I had to go all the way back and get it. And then the wind was insane, mm-hmm. and we were all three of us paddling solo boats, and uh, that was a struggle. Yeah, I referenced that trip quite a bit in that video. Just all, yeah, last time I was here, <laughs> all the good times. All the good time. It was a great trip. That was yeah. when you introduced me to strawberry marshmallow fluff stuff. Right. So. Right. See? Nothing but the yes. good times. <laughs> and I think we spent a while at that uh, at the falls, too, checking it out and taking yep. photos and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about waterfalls when you're camping and, you know, camping near them overnight, you can just hear the the the, the roar of the waterfalls and sort of lulls you to sleep. Mm, yes. Or you hear the people talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I prefer the waterfalls. Yeah. So no, next. No, I hear voices. I hear the voices in the waterfalls. Oh, in the, oh, right. Just like uh, you're hearing the noises when the waves are lapping against the shore. Yeah. And to me, they say it's the spirits. Mm-hmm. If you can hear the spirits, some people hear them and some people can't i definitely can hear them <laughs> yeah yeah uh your next one with tomogamy apparently that was a biggie that was a biggie that was a really tough trip i would say it's one of one of the top five hardest trips i've ever done there um i don't want to talk about it too much because the videos haven't come out yet but uh it was a six-day trip and uh i started at gamble and went through to smooth water. The first portage is almost four kilometers. Mm-hmm. I may have slept on that portage. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you can only do this um, this trip early in the season. Uh, well, I guess you could do it any time if you're crazy. Um, but according to Hap Wilson's book, uh, you can only do it within two or three, maybe four weeks of ice out. Uh, after that, the water levels get too low on the South Lady Evelyn River, and you're just going through 14 kilometers of dragging, portaging, whatever you're going to have to do to get through there. Right. Um, I was just just in time. My my canoe just kind of soared over most of it, and you know, obviously, lots of beaver dams, liftovers, uh, alder bushes. Lovely. I was mm. calling them alder bush caves. <laughs> It was just like this little tiny hole where the canoe would go through. And, uh, yeah, I was amazed. And a couple of smacks in the face, um, you know. I I hate those alder rivers. Yeah. Well, I like them. I really enjoy them. But at certain times of year, thankfully, the bugs did not uh, make themselves known until almost the last minute, literally. And so if I would have had that added struggle, I probably would have lost my mind. But there's um, just the anxiety of the first three days waiting to find out if there's even water in the river, if I'm going to make it through. And then thinking about having to go all the way back from where I came, if not, uh, or portaging 14 kilometers. Like, you know, the portages, the Boulder Garden ones, there were a couple just before the river. And I said, uh, I feel like this is what my next whole day is going to be like, just <laughs> carrying the canoe through these boulder gardens, right? Like, I would you don't not. know if there's water or not. Yeah, I would not want to do 14 kilometers of Tomogamy Boulder Garden oh, at all. 
Yeah. No, one kilometer can drive you insane. So, yeah. Yeah, so I was freaking out pretty good. And, you know, I talked a lot with Hap and Andrea before I went and got some really good information. And I just said, well, you know, this is the time to do it. If I don't do it now, I can't do it. I wasn't really in shape to do it. Uh, you know, first big trip of the year, and I just gotten over some health issues. But I said, well, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it. So, thankfully, I have some good supportive friends, and uh, I got some encouragement. And I said, I'm going to go give her. You know, I got an extra day planned. If I sleep on the portage, I sleep on the portage. Hey, I slept on the portage. Hey. My shoes were broken. <laughs> got to do <laughs> right what you got to do. And uh, yeah, yeah was a really really good trip a lot of things uh happened that i've been wanting to happen for a long time one of them especially um i have always wanted to catch a trout on one of my trips on the lady evelyn and um i was lucky enough to do that awesome and uh it was beautiful little pink polka dots on it oh but, really uh, yeah yeah it was really pretty. Was it I have tasty? To say, I felt awful. It, it may have been tasty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the video for this I isn't out so. yet. Oh, my gosh. No. So I just got home. Uh, it's What day is it? It's Monday. I got home last Tuesday. Last week at this time, I was still out there. That's not bad. <laughs> Actually, it was fish day Monday. Monday was the day I caught the uh, trout the day before I left, so. Yeah, so I've just been home, like, very recently. I spent the entire weekend editing videos. Are you not and, done uh, yet? 14 hours, of footage. 14 hours of footage, I'm down to six. So it might be some longer videos, but um, they're pretty good. There's a lot of really good challenges. There's a lot of scenery that people never see because you can only do this trip at certain times of the year, right? Right. And so... I'm hoping, I'm hoping people really like it. I tried to show as much of the area as possible while I was there. So, uh, yeah. Really well, looking uh, forward to seeing this one. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really love watching them afterwards. I don't know how you feel, but when I get home and, uh, you know, after I rest for a bit, it's like I just want to see, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about this, right? And it's. It's, you know, it's just like reliving it all over again. And it's so awesome to, to yeah. see everything. And, you know, there's some parts I wish I could have filmed better. Um, somebody was like, oh, you need a 360 camera now and you need this. And I'm like, well, how much is that way? And how many batteries does that take? And, yeah, it's a lot, right? It's a lot to do all the things and film it. And, yeah, so. There comes a point where enough is enough. Best. Yeah, yeah. And I had 14 hours of footage, and I was worried I wasn't going to have enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's like half a day. Right? Of filming straight. Entire half a day of filming straight. Like, it's ridiculous. Tomogamy I love it. part I 62. <laughs> <laughs> All summer, this one adventure. Every week, there will be another episode. <laughs> And then all the rest of your summer is going to be throughout the winter next year. <laughs> yeah. And then when am I going to put the winter trip? See, I've got to double up. I think I'm going to put two videos a week and just do like a, a month long. Yeah. See? I don't know. I have some other stuff coming up too. I'm doing a whitewater course next, next, next weekend. So 
I've got some other stuff uh, to do as well as tripping. So busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been wanting to do whitewater course for years. Um, I was about to do one when the C word started coming up there, and then that got put on hold. And yeah, so I'm actually going with a bunch of really cool people too. So some of them I think you know as well, um, Riley and mm-hmm. uh, Tyler and Jenny and um, Evan Lafive. Oh yeah, and uh, I don't think he's going. Yeah, there's a bunch of bunch of people from the Outdoor Adventure Show going. So should, should be, awesome. be really fun. Where Where are you headed? Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, I think it's Palmer Rapids. Mm-hmm. It's the Paddlers Co-op, I believe, is running right. it. So I had something rad organized, so I just said, "Yep, I'll go." <laughs> yeah, I saw them at the uh, Outdoor Adventure Show. They had a booth. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Now you're doing so a bunch of people. you're doing all your paddling yep. this year in a new canoe. I am. Yes, it's not new anymore though, Sean. <laughs> 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 um if you want to just rewind back the last ten minutes. <laughs> uh, you are doing um, paddling yeah. this year in what was a new canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Jeff made me a new canoe and it is fantastic. Um, if you've seen it, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but it's yellow on the bottom and it's black on the top and the colors are actually the materials. It is carbon and the black part of the canoe, which is nice and light. And then the yellow part is Kevlar, which is really, really strong, also light, but very strong. And uh, I'm actually really surprised at how well it's looking right now after the trip that I just did because, uh, as I mentioned, it was it was really, really hard. Uh, there was one portage nobody told me about, and uh, I, I said it was like Bridalville Falls and Fat Man's Falls had twins. Oh. That's the portage. That was the portage. And you know what those portages are like, so... Um, you can get a good idea of what this portage was like. It was just a never-ending giant boulder garden river dried up, and it was nuts. Uh, it's in between, I think it's called Wildland Lake and uh, White Pine in the stretch on the way to smooth water. Just a sick portage. <laughs> so I dropped the canoe twice there and got uh, quite a few scratches on it, I thought. I was scared to look at it, and when I checked it that night, I was like, "Wow, it looks great." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are you paddling uh, uh, now? Yeah, it's uh, part of me. So, what is it now that you're paddling? It's the ProLite fourteen six. Uh, it is twenty seven pounds carbon Kevlar, and uh, Solo uh, from the Solo series. So H two O. It's it's similar to H two O. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did we not say that? Oh, my God. Sorry, Jeff. H2O, H2O, H2O. <laughs> Whoops. Just lost my sponsorship. <laughs> but you're you're enjoying paddling it, though. It's a beautiful canoe. I'm enjoying paddling it. I'm enjoying uh, taking pictures of it and videos of it. It photographs so nicely. Um, it's a really good, stable boat. Um, it seems to be resistant to my scratching, which is great. <laughs> And uh, it's really light. 
Uh, it's it's a great canoe. I'm I'm really happy with it, and uh, I think it's one of my favorites out of all the ones I've paddled so far. I cool. just I really like it. It's it's a really interesting looking canoe too. It's very unique. Uh, someone saw me on the South Lady Evelyn paddled by me when I was camping. Uh, I had a bit of a fiasco inside the tent. The wind picked up my tent and tried to throw it in the forest. <laughs> So I was having a little freak out and getting everything situated. And when I came out of the tent, I, I swear I saw a person paddling down the river. And then they just disappeared around a bend. And I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> how often do you see, right? You know, I mean, I'm out in the middle of this nowhere land in Tamagami and right on the edge of the water being too low to get through. And there's a person. And he found me on Instagram the other day and sent me a message and said, yep, I saw your canoe. I was pretty sure I knew it was you, but I didn't want to say anything. And I was having a tirade in the tent and didn't notice that someone was paddling by. So, Oops. but yeah, they knew it was me right away. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was paddling down the river. There was a tent, and all I heard was swearing. <laughs> Oh, it's all in the video. I had the conundrum. I was just, I felt so guilty. I'm like, oh my God, were they looking? Because that's the last campsite for about an hour and a half, right? Right. And it's all alder bushes stuff along the river. And I'm like, oh my God, did, did they want to stop? Like, I felt so bad. Should I have said something? And I'm like, well, they would have said something. And I'm like, maybe they did. And I was just like freaking out, swearing in my tent. And they're like, <laughs> drive, paddle past the crazy lady. Just keep going. <laughs> But it turned out he was heading to Florence, and he went all the way to Florence still. It was 5.30. Wow. He went all the way to Florence, and uh, he wasn't looking for a site, so that made me feel better. But I was guilt-ridden for a couple of hours that night. I was just like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, crazy lady. Uh, what kind of <laughs> Crazy lady with the yellow and black canoe. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of uh, dry suit are you wearing now? Uh, I have a Coquitat dry suit. Okay. Um, it is the Women's Expedition. I'm not sure they make that exact model anymore. Um, I've had it for quite some time. I initially got it for my kayaking course. I was doing my um, level two and my instructor courses with Ontario Sea Kayak, and I bought it for that. Uh, very, very expensive. I think I paid 900 US, and I got a deal on it. Right. Um, I think they gave me ten or twenty percent off, That's plus the bad. shipping and all that stuff. Um, no, uh, I, you know I've heard that there are a lot of really great dry suits out there that are not as expensive. Um, I know Level Six has some good ones out that Frontenac Outfitter sells, and I've heard they're just as good. I think that um, you know, looking back, I I would have probably preferred to buy something a little less expensive. Uh, maybe a two-piece suit because of my, my colitis condition. Um, I always feel trapped in my dry suit. Um, but like I said, this this trip, it really became my friend and um, protected me a lot during this trip. And, and I was grateful to have it. So um, I have had it for, oh my gosh, I would say maybe four years-ish. Uh, okay. Uh, oh wait, I've been, I've been no, it's longer than that. Six, six years. I was it was before I had my house. I've been in my house for five years, so I think I've had it for six years. Okay. Um, I've had to replace the wrist baskets once. Uh, it's a very simple procedure. You just order them um, through MEC, and you get the glue. It's some kind of waterproof adhesive, and 
it's very simple to do them. I just did them this spring because my gaskets, uh, the wrist gasket had ripped. Right. Um, but otherwise it's in Yeah. Yeah. I've got the, um, Coquitat Odyssey and I'm, oh, I'm liking okay. it. Yeah. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps you warm too, and it's like there are a couple mornings it was minus two, and I'm like, oh, I got to get out and get in the water, and yeah, you put some warm clothes underneath it, and man, that wind comes, and you just put that top on and zip it up, and you just you're protected. It's my little space suit, I call it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's nice to be able to seeing people looking at the water, going, should I, shouldn't I, and then you put your dry suit on and go, see ya, suckers, and just. Waltz right on in. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no Pretty worries much, about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, I know no you've been getting into the spreading of the safety information with dry suits and PFDs and that sort of stuff. And you've been on Canoe Hound, uh, Dennis Rogers show there. And you guys are chatting about that. So to see you actually out there, um, and we've had this discussion before about being out there and doing the videos and making sure that you're, as I said earlier, practicing what you preach to see that you're wearing the dry suit, that you're wearing the PFD and all that, especially in these shoulder seasons when solo tripping way out, like, like you see on a six day trip where you don't expect to see anybody. If you fall in without that gear, hypothermia, your, your prospects aren't all that great. No, 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 not at all. And I think it's like, it's it's only a few minutes. It depends on the temperature, but mm-hmm. right at that ice out time, if you've only got, you know, maybe five minutes before you like lose consciousness, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, okay, I'm at McRae. I'm not in big water near the shore. You know, there's options to have safety kits and things like that, or, you know, a dry kit and that kind of stuff. But I just, I just figure I'm out there I'm, I'm, I'm promoting being outside. I want people to be safe and I just don't want anyone to do what I'm doing and get hurt. Right. So I want to set the best example possible because that's what I believe in. I have little kids following me. I have a couple little girls um, who are fans of mine and they watch all my videos and, you know, I want them to think it's cool, right? Like, look at her. She's wearing, look at that neon green PFD. It's, It's got her logo on it. How cool is that? Like, I'm trying to change the stigma a little bit, and it's really tough because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. uh, promote safety on water. Or they just, you know, they don't think it matters, and um, it does. I think it matters a lot, and hopefully that changes a little bit more to the positive because there's just too many people drowning and getting hurt, and they shouldn't be. Well, especially you know, with this the... is a fun thing. You should be having a good time, not worrying about dying. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, especially with the, yeah. the amount of new people taking up paddling now, it's more, um, it, it's more than necessary that we do this sort of thing. And yeah. I mean, we've, we've talked about it. You've talked about it. Uh, Dennis from Canoe Hound there adventures. He's talked about it. Uh, you, you gotta, if you're in the public eye, we've said like, I mean, people don't see us because we're just a voice in their ear. Uh, people see you, uh, people see Dennis, that sort of thing. So you know, if, especially if you're, um, if you're filming yourself doing something, paddling and all this, the the new paddlers are going to go, oh look, he's done this, and this is what he's got, and oh no, it's 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 April, and it's you know he's, you know they they are just using, um, you know 
whatever they would regularly wear and then off they go. Well, if they can do it, we can do it. And you can't, yeah. you got to be conscious about that. And I know we, we've talked about it before and on our show even, and, and you just can't hammer that in enough, unfortunately, because as you say, people are still out there dying. Yep. Yeah, I had a, a little bit of a funny incident when I was at McRae, actually. That was the day I told you the ice, there was still a big chunk of ice in the bay at the access. And uh, I'm sitting at the campsite, and I hear two guys coming along. And uh, one of them's in an inflatable kayak that looked like a shark. Right. Um, no PFDs, no shirts on, red as lobsters coming through. It's a hot, sunny day. They didn't even have PFDs with them. Um, oh. No dry suit, no PFD, no nothing. And so I'm watching them. They come around the corner. They start swearing because I'm apparently on their campsite. And so I'm thinking, oh, geez, what am I getting? I'm like, I'm scared, right? I'm by myself. And, you know, these two angry men, whatever. And so fine. They go across. They take a campsite across the lake. And I barely hear them the whole night. And I'm quite happy because they were very respectful. And, you know, looks can be deceiving so the next day i paddled over and of course i'm wearing my dry suit i'm going paddling around the lake it's 28 degrees i'm roasting but whatever i'm wearing my gear and uh they were outside they were out at like on the rock and i said oh you know thanks so much for being so respectful last night you guys were great neighbors and so we started chatting and they're from toronto and they come there all the time and I said, yeah, I said, I was a little bit worried about you. I said, I see you got a bit of a sunburn and they're just both really red. And <laughs> I said, yeah, if you were wearing your life jacket, you might not have gotten that burn. And he goes, oh, yeah, you know what? We got all the safety gear at home. We've got everything. We've got bear spray. We've got life jackets. We've got this and this. And, and I said, yeah, I said, it's not a big deal. I said, when your friends go to your house to pick out your clothes for your funeral they'll see all the safety gear and they'll be like oh that's what happened right <laughs> and they just had a good laugh about it but you know i tried to kind of say something and be you know fun about it but i just want people to think like the water is really cold right mm-hmm. like you're in and of course the boats like it's inappropriate the boat for it doesn't matter you get out you get out however you want but do it safely and it's an inflatable kayak, and they've got coolers, and you know all the things, and the boat's overloaded. And I'm just like, oh God, please don't make me have to go rescue them. Right? right? That's my thought. I don't want to waste my weekend going to rescue these people. I, I will, but so yeah, it's it's hard to to try to say things to people, but also not have them, you know, call you names or think you're I don't know what the police or. Uh, you know, gatekeeping Karen or whatever people will like to call people like me, but I just don't want to see people die. That's that's all. I just want people to be safe, and I hope that they are. That's all I can do, right? Yeah, you know, I threw out the, the term somebody was talking, I was up in Tamagami there a couple weeks back, and there was somebody that was relatively new to, the, to doing that, and I'm like, well, cotton kills. And what do you mean cotton kills? Mm-hmm. And you had to explain the whole thing about where that, <laughs> what that term means. And meanwhile, they're dressed head to toe in, car- in cotton. And you're just like, yeah, you oh, might yeah. want to be rethinking what you're, what you're wearing when you're going out sort of thing. And, but I mean, you know, they're like, oh, didn't, I've never heard that before. I didn't know. And, and that sort of thing. So you, you, even if you're, you know, if they can just take it that you're just trying to be helpful and spread a little bit of knowledge. You know, there most people will be appreciative of that, but you're always going to run into the ones that aren't. Yeah, yeah. 
So I'm just going to take my chances, and I'm okay with that. I just have to feel that I've done everything possible. Right. And, you know, yeah. if they take it, they take it. If they don't, then they don't. Mm-hmm. But then I, I can sleep at night. Well, and that's that's all we all can do, right? We just pass along the information that we can, and hopefully people uh, listen. Yeah. So, question for you about your videos. Yes. Camper Christina okay. Cook's videos. Are there going to be more? Oh, there's always going to be more. <laughs> Food is one of the most important things in camping, I think. I and, uh, I know, think as long so. As I'm camping, I'm going to be eating food yeah you got your s'mores trick i saw you did that yeah, uh, the other day I saw something on facebook your your s'mores cheat yeah my s'mores That's brilliant cheat. right yeah i've been doing some cheats too um I've, I've done a few things this season already with some otg base meals right uh you know like using the two scrambled eggs that are dehydrated or freeze-dried i guess they're freeze-dried sorry and then adding things to it or making a wrap with it and bringing bacon and salsa or um i did the burrito mix on one of the trips and then brought you know tomatoes and sour cream and like just uh using parts of the freeze-dried meals to mix with fresh ingredients to to kind of make up some interesting things as well so randy makes some great choices uh randy is just like the best i had the butter chicken on my trip i haven't had it since uh, over a year and oh it's just one of my favorites i forgot how good it was and uh, he's just he's just so clever with the meals and everything is so delicious you well, could just eat freeze-dried food like a week and you'd be fine i i can't say everything he does is delicious because i think there's this broccoli bake thing he does i'm, I'm just not partial to that Okay, I'm I'm just not partial oh, to broccoli. The chicken, <laughs> chicken broccoli bake. Yeah, no, that's but the one. What you do? Is, well, I split my meals in half because they're actually two serving portions, and when I do that, I take all the broccoli out. Yeah, but if Tracy's there with me, she gets mad. <laughs> oh, well, just don't eat that meal when you're with Tracy. Right? <laughs> Sorry, Jane. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, OTG meals. I, I, you know, I, I've been buying the big name ones for a few years now since I got out of, because I used to dehydrate everything and then I started getting the freeze dried ones because, you know, I got lazy. And out of all these big name ones, um, I would have to put OTG as number one. I just love them. They, they've surpassed, like it's, some of the meals are better than like stuff that I cook at home. Like I just, I don't, he's just brilliant. Like his mm-hmm. food is this, he's got, I don't know how many different kinds of tomato sauces he makes. And I don't really love tomato sauce, but I love every one of them. And I don't know what he puts in them, but they're always different and they're always delicious. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really impressive what he's doing. It just, I think that everybody will agree with me. We just need more of it. Well, to put it in perspective. There's never enough OTG mail. Right? <laughs> to put it in perspective, at the yeah. uh, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium, he showed up with, I don't know how many tubs of meals. And that was supposed to last yeah. to like 3.30 or something. I think he was gone by yeah. 10.30? 10.30. Yeah. Like yeah. everybody just bought them out. Well, it's because I advertise them in my videos. I mean, clearly everybody's watching. And <laughs> or maybe you just bought them all. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no, uh, don't call everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I, I, I'm not the only one. I mean, people do do contact him asking for certain things and and stuff like that. I gotta say though, I'm not partial to the Skittles, to the uh, no, the freeze dried Skittles. Tracy enjoys them, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not too partial to those, but everything okay. else though. Yeah, good. I've tried some of the candies. I'm not a big fan, but the um, the the vanilla Sammies, the ice cream bars, those are pretty tasty. Yeah, yeah, those are those are uh, something for a bit of a change too, right? Then, I mean, for how long has it been granola bars and trail mix sort of thing? And now you can get all these extra little thingies to, as as desserts or tr- or treats, that sort of yeah. thing. So those are nice to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, food is a of camping and i think it will always be yeah and it doesn't matter what trip you're doing there's always a food reward there's you know i carry jolly ranchers in my pocket because when i finish a hard portage or i'm trying to get through one i'll pop one in my mouth and just that little bit of sugar and flavor it's just food it food and camping are hand in hand i think it doesn't matter what kind of camping you do and uh, a reward a treat uh sustenance whatever you need it for it's there and yeah it's important yeah and you don't is it the lime jolly ranchers you don't like yes mm, i just gave away an entire ziploc bag to, go to someone because <laughs> I, mean, I was looking at I, okay i buy the tropical i buy the tropical ones they come with fruit punch lime uh mango and pineapple you get like five to seven mango, you get five to seven pineapples, and then you get like 13 to 15 limes and like maybe eight fruit punch. And I only eat the mango and the pineapple. <laughs> so I just have been saving the other ones and I keep giving them to people who like limes. So you need I, to I go to Bulk Barn. And just pick out from the bin the ones you like. Do they? Oh, I thought you were going to say they had like them sorted because like when you go to the lint store in Niagara on the Lake, they have bins of like lint chocolates and they're like that. They're all like sorted. Oh, yeah. By yeah. kind. And, yeah. If I could just go get like bags and bags of mango and pineapple, I'd be just so happy. <laughs> See, next time you're near. They're my favorite. Next favorite. time you're near a bulk barn, check it out. Next time I'm near one. Or in one because we're by one. I'll I'll check them out, see if they've got those. Yeah, you'll probably see one before me. I don't think we have one up here. I don't, don't you? I don't know. Well, Maybe. If they have them, uh, I'll buy knows? a couple bags and I'll sell them to you at twice the price. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably less. It would probably still be less than what I'm paying for to get like, you know, buy five bags and get like the 15 mango <laughs> out of the five. Uh, so you've been spending, a, over, watching your videos over the years, you spend a lot of time in tomogamy. So mm-hmm. what yeah. would you recommend for solo trippers, uh, for solo trippers from easy first timers to, uh, a tomo- to tomog- like first timers to tomogamy solo to a more challenging mm-hmm. route? Okay. The, the set. Simple answer is to watch my video mm-hmm. <laughs> on my presentation at the Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium because I did a 45-minute presentation on tomogamy and I cover hard trips, easy trips, all kinds of things about tomogamy, how to get your permit, all the things. It's a really great video, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say easy. Uh, there's a lot of easy spots in tomogamy, but like everywhere else, 
you know, if it's easy to get in, then you're going to be having speedboats and cottages and people. And that's not something I love to see when I'm in the backcountry. Uh, lake Tamagami uh, is a great access. It's a huge lake. Uh, there's several accesses on it. And uh, there's a lot of lakes that you can get to easily from there where you're just doing one or two portages, you know, go into Diamond, um, you know, access Sandy Inlet. Uh, there's a lot of smaller lakes along, you know, along the, the way that you can just do like a couple of portages in and um, go into there. Anna Manipasang is a good access lake. Uh, there's Driftwood there. There's Manajigama. Uh, castles access uh, near downtown um, you get to blueberry lake um, which is quite nice there's also some um, really nice hiking trails uh, in that area as well um, rabbit was it rabbit that i did last year i went to cliff lake one portage in didn't see a person may long weekend the whole weekend hmm. some nice hiking trails along there as well off of that lake um, yeah, there's a lot of options. Um, you just, you really have to be careful with tomogamy because it's not like Algonquin where you can sit down and look at the map and go, okay, I'm going to go from here to here. And then you go. There are certain times of the year for some of the places like I just did some places. Yeah. It looks like you can get through on the map, but when you get there, you find out that that portage hasn't been maintained in 20 years and right. you know, you're going to be bushwhacked the whole time right so you really have to do your research and kind of learn about the areas um i have a, a huge tomogamy playlist on my youtube channel uh, it's got tons and tons of videos of all the different places that i've been and um a lot of people find those helpful but uh if anybody's looking for recommendations on something you know shoot me a message i'm not going to plan a trip for you i've had a couple people this spring like okay i'm going to do five to seven days where should i go and i'm like okay, you're going to have to give me, you're going to have to do a little bit of work for this. Like, <laughs> I need to figure out, I don't know how fast you paddle. I don't know if you double carry or single carry. I don't know if you like portage. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really hard to, to just, and I don't do that. That's not really my job. Right? No. <laughs> like, uh, you know, if you've got an area and you say, hey, I'm thinking about going to this place. Do you think I should go to this lake or this lake? Or is this easier or harder? Yeah, I can tell you, but you know, don't give me all the work because I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I can recommend. So your your presentation is on your YouTube channel, that one you gave at the 2023 back, Ontario Backcountry Canoe Symposium, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So that'll be a good start for people just just looking for recommendations for easier routes and stuff. Yeah, I, I talk about both, right? Like I... I David Bain gave me rain to kind of talk about what I wanted to. It was the last Backcountry Canoe Symposium, and he knows that I love the challenging trips in Tomogamy. But yeah. what I did, and I think you guys actually, you and Derek mentioned it on the show after, thank you for the kind review um, about my presentation, was that I gave options. Like, so, yeah, you can access this access, and you can do this crazy loop, or you could just go in and go to Yorston or Seagram and stay there for a couple nights and do some fishing. Like there were all kinds of side trips, I called them. Yep. Um, and that's all in the video. It's the full presentation from the show. And it's it's got a lot of information. There's links to all of the trip videos in the description. Um, so you can find actually the full video and see more about that specific trip. So 
I think it's really helpful. A lot of people have commented on that video and they really enjoy it because it's, it's been helping them to trip plan. So I think what we'll do is uh, I'll post a link to that, um, that particular video on our Facebook page and stuff this week. So oh, that, that would be, be wonderful. So that people can get right to it. And going from there, they'll see all your, your YouTube stuff that you've got. Cause you're over 500 videos now. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was last summer. <laughs> was that last summer already? I don't know where I'm at now. I think I'm, yeah, it was wow. the end. It was the end of the end of summer last year is when I hit 500. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was going to cut back and I did this winter quite a bit, but I'm still, yeah, I, I just enjoy it. Eh, you got to do what so, you do, right? Why not? Exactly. So another thing that you've got going, you've been, you've, got this going for two years now, right? The Backcountry Camping for Beginners online course. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was two years. Uh, that April is two years. Was yeah. my anniversary. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, it was. So take a couple minutes to ex- <laughs> explain what that course is all about and some of the benefits of doing that online versus in person and where people can register for that course. Um, well, most important, you can find the course on my website, <laughs> uh, camperchristina.com under courses. You'll find the link there. Don't use the random link on wherever or Google it because Udemy takes all my money then. Not that I get a lot. Um, the course is actually on promotional, um, the agenda. You can, Udemy lets you pick and choose how you want to market it. And I've actually got it ticked off for the summer on promotional, which means that whenever Udemy has sales on, the course sometimes goes down to $5.99. Wow. It's regularly $49.99. Yeah. So, so I just kind of let them do it and it helps me to get more people in. And I want people to learn. That's my key. I want them to go out and do the things right so that they don't have issues and they don't cause issues for people like us. Um, so it's not really about making money. It's, you know, it's, it's of value because it it took me five months to make that course. Um, it's got five hours of like tutorials in it and, um, it covers pretty much everything except for paddling because I can't really cover that on a course online, but, uh, planning the trip, navigation, clothing, um, different types of packs, chairs, hammocks, tents, shelter, um, your sleepwear, like, and then it, it gives like all kinds of alternatives. So if you're just starting out, you know, you don't have to go and spend a million dollars and buy all this new gear. It's gives you suggestions of how to, you know, use hacks and bring a duvet, you know, from whatever, go to the Salvation Army and, you know, get a down blanket or, you know, your clothing. All Most of my clothing came from Goodwill and Salvation Army and Value Village when I first started. That's the best place to get cargo pants and stuff like that because you don't care if it gets dirty. You don't care if it gets damaged. And it's comfy, cozy, and it's cheap, right? So there's all kinds of hacks to teach people, um, you know, different ways to get around things. And, you know, it doesn't have to be the most lightweight gear. You know, just go in on an access lake, see if you like it first, build up your gear from there. Um, there's videos, uh, each section, um, has like a certain amount of videos that covers each part of the chapter. And then at the end of every chapter, there's like a quiz and I put some fun little answers in there and stuff. And, um, people seem to really enjoy it. I've got, 
I think 4.75 star rating out of five. Um, and it's doing really well. Uh, I think I was over 300 students the last time I looked. Wow. And um, it's doing good. There's a lot of people learning, and that makes me happy. And uh, it's like you said, cotton kills, right? Just those simple little things, you know, um, how to get your fire going when it's raining or, you know, tricks about how to keep your fire going in the rain, you know, or little things that you can bring on your trips that don't cost anything that will help you. And um, just it's just full of information. It's pretty much everything that I've ever learned in my 20 years of backcountry camping. And it's all in this one course and it's online. You can do it whenever you want. Once you register and the course is yours, you can go look at it whenever you want, as long as it's going to be online. Um, it keeps the place for you, so it'll check off where you've been and what you've done. If there's a chapter like, let's say you, you know everything about tents, you don't need to learn about tents. You don't have to do that chapter. You can just kind of skip over it, go to the next chapter. So um, I think it's really convenient. I know a lot of people have purchased it and they watch it through like Roco or some other uh, way to watch uh, videos on your television and they make it the one guy purchased it for his son and it's father and son night and they sit for an hour and they watch the course and learn stuff together and then they're going to go out and do a big trip in the summer so that's cool. yeah, it's been it's been really good it's been really rewarding and i'm really really happy with it and uh people seem to enjoy it and i'm really glad i made it it was a lot of work um but I think it's benefiting people, and that's all that matters. Well, you know, the little hacks and stuff, you know, like you say, the more you know. And, you know, with the what you're saying about going to Goodwill and buying stuff, and, I mean, there's people that are going to go, and they got I got to buy this because it's got that brand name, and my clothes have to be Columbia House or, or whatever. And, but if, if, and then you get out there with all this gear, and we've seen it, people on Kijiji selling stuff. I thought I'd like it, but I didn't, so I'm selling all this stuff. Why buy expensive yep. stuff, you know, <laughs> when just go buy something cheap, make sure you like it first, and then... Then you can you can concentrate. There's stuff I I've been doing this for 35 years. I still don't have, you know, big name brand things because, eh, don't yeah. need it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's it exactly. Right. Not even that. You might not even want to need it. You know, maybe you'll go out there and you'll hate it. Mm-hmm. Right. Just some people do not not a lot of them, but I don't know what's wrong with them. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but some people don't like it, so. You know, take your little Coleman barbecue out there. You know, don't don't go buy a backcountry stove. Like, just go to an access lake. Bring all the things. Look like, you know, one of those people. Just make sure you're safe. Bring all the things and, and then pick and choose and start kind of working at, okay, well, I'm on a portage now. Now I maybe should have a backcountry stove or now maybe I need a backpack or, you know, but find out first if you enjoy it find mm-hmm. out what you need what you don't need what works and what don't work and then spend your money right logically not you know i'm gonna go buy all this stuff and you know and then you end up with this whole room full of gear and it's stuff that you really didn't need five thousand so dollars later I, th- I think there's yeah exactly it can get it can get expensive mm-hmm. I, I just bought a new chair it was two hundred dollars <laughs> what yeah. But mind you, the last chair I bought was uh, forty nine ninety nine, and I bought it four years ago. So, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? And there's, there's... like forty nine. 
like a cheaper one. Yeah, there there are certain things I buy as well. It's like, you know what, that's I'm just gonna buy the twenty dollar version of that. But there are other things that you're looking at and going, yeah, that's got to last me a while, so I'm going to spend the extra money on it because you know you need it sort of thing and that you will use it. But if you don't know yet, buy the $20 item. Yeah, like you can't fake a dry suit. Like you can't just wrap a garbage bag up and over your legs and put elastic bands on your legs, and that's not going to work. How but, do you know? You know, there's a lot of things that you can get away with. <laughs> I I don't know how I know. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> I didn't always have a dry suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this this course that you put together, and I remember you putting it together, and it, it was a lot of work. Uh, you know, this is a really good starting point for people that want to see what it's all about. And, you know, if they're thinking about trying it, this is, is a good uh, good place to start. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think, especially uh, when it's on sale. Yeah, I think what we'll do is, uh, <laughs> along with bucks. your your Canoe Symposium presentation video, we'll also post the, the link to this as well so people can click it and uh, get right to it and see what it's about. That would be great. Thank you. I'd appreciate that. Eh, not a problem. Other than all of <laughs> that, what other paddling plans you got for this summer and fall? Because, you know, till ice in is the rule. And winter. And <laughs> <laughs> I just checked my rating. It's actually 4.87 out of 5 now. See? And I'm at 374 seconds. Yeah. Wow. So it's just your show, right? Somebody's already <laughs> look it. Um, yeah, plans. Um, so I'm taking a whitewater course in a couple of weeks. I'm really excited about that. Cool. Uh, big trips planned again for all over the long weekends as usual. I'm going to be making a return to the Mississauga. Uh, I got a, an interesting route that I wanted to do last year. I never got around to. And uh, I'm obviously going to be spending some more time in Tomogamy. Uh, I've got, uh, I'm trying to piece together some routes because I've done, it's hard because most of my trips are about six days. Um, you know, I don't do the big two week trips because I work a full time job. Uh, I publish a video every single week. I can't go do a two week trip. I would have no more vacation left and I wouldn't be doing any more trips the whole rest of the summer. Yep. So, um, there's only so many places that you can get in so far and get back out by yourself. And uh, I've done quite a few of them, if not maybe all all of the viable options uh, in Tomogamy at this point without driving like, I mean, and I've even done that, driving to the furthest access and stuff. So what I'm doing is um, there's a couple of routes that I'm piecing together. I'm going to do part of one route that I've already done and then mesh it with another part of a route that I've already done and make that into like a separate little trip. Okay. Um, so there's some areas that I'd really like to go back to. And uh, some areas that I zipped through, you know, because I was doing a a six-day slog and maybe I didn't get to camp till five at night and then I left at six the next morning. So, like, some places I want to spend a little bit more time at um, and uh, not do all of the crazy trips, maybe just some crazy trips this year. (laughs) Just some. Take a year off. we'll see. I don't don't know. After that other one, now I've got the craving, so... (laughs) Well, you know what, though, that's the problem, or I don't know if it's a problem, but that's the thing about doing (laughs) the long trips is you get somewhere and you know you've only got so much time. So, yeah, like you say, you get there late, you leave early, um, and you never actually get to see some of the spots that you'd like to because 
I mean, there, I've been on trips that I'm like, wow, I've got to come back to this lake. And I mean, with, with areas yeah. as big as the Tomogamy region, there's so many of those spots. Yep. I, I heard you learned some new spots just on your recent trip there with Mike. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you've probably seen a couple of spots I haven't seen either. See, so it just all depends on who you know and who you go with and where you go. And, you know, there's there's all these secret places that, oh, you just dip over here, one more lake over, and, oh, mm-hmm. wow, never knew this was here. But this is cool. So yeah, I want to do some more exploring and maybe a little less um, bruising and scratches and stuff. So we'll see. Just remember, it's kind of my jam. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's a new it's a new canoe and it doesn't belong to you. <laughs> wow, you keep going the way you're going, and it might belong to you. Well, Jeff knows what I do, and he gave it to me freely, so it's it's on him as far as I'm concerned. Was Jeff drinking at the time? It's just a tester. People want to know. People want to know how tough it is. They're going to find out, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to find out. So. Well, you know what? Maybe you drinking. I don't know. You you always have a lot of fun when you're out there, you know, and that's part of it is you, you go for the challenge. You know it's going to be some really easy parts and there's going to be some really hard slogs. But if that's what you're 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 looking forward to, you're not always having the greatest time while you're doing it, but afterwards it's always like I'm glad I did it. And you, you, you do a lot of those types oh, yeah. of things, right? I do. Yeah. No regrets for sure. And yeah, uh, yeah there are days where you're like, why am I doing this? But when you get home and you get that grin on your face and, you know, you're like, yeah, I just did that. I did it. It's awesome. Like not a lot of people can say that. And, and that was part of my motivation for going. I had a, a really good talk with a good friend of mine and she was like, you know, you belong to a really small group of women who go out there and they do these things and you know, you just got to give her, you got to just do it and get it done and set an example and, you know, show other people that it can be done. And that, that repeated in my head for the whole six days I was out and, and it gives me the motivation. Everybody gives me motivation. All the comments I get on YouTube, um, on Facebook, on Instagram, even the negative ones, they all, every single person plays a part in my journey and I'm out there by myself, but everybody's with me. They're all with me. I can hear them in my head, you know, saying, oh my God, you're amazing. Or look at you. Or, oh, my daughter just watched your video and now she wants to be a canoe tripper. And, you know, I hear all those things and that's what keeps me going and makes me, you know, gives me the energy and the courage to go on. So well, um, people don't realize maybe how important they are, but they all play a part. Well, there, there's so many more people now. I mean, YouTube is so accessible to everybody that, you know, that can't actually get out there. And now they're seeing, I mean, well, if Christina can do it, then, you know, <laughs> I, I can, can. <laughs> I can learn from her and then I can go out and do it. And yeah, you know what? It, it, it puts that, that thought into their brain where maybe they want to be the next camper Christina and go out there and do all these things, right? <laughs> Yeah, you never know. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So for all the people that haven't watched all your videos and everything, where can people follow you and see what you're up to? Uh, the easiest 
biggest thing is probably just my website, camperchristina.com, and there's tabs at the top. It's a little slow. I'm sorry. I know I should get it upgraded, but it's really not a priority for me. <laughs> um, but my quotes are listed there, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my Facebook. Everything's on there. There's links to everything. And uh, you can find all the things there. It's the easiest spot to uh, find me. Um, but I also post on Facebook and Instagram pretty much every single day. I schedule stuff for when I'm gone. <laughs> and, um, yeah, just love. I love interacting with people and showing them all the amazing things that they can see outdoors and hopefully inspiring them to go out and do them and see them themselves. So, My biggest recommendation would definitely be get to check out your YouTube channel because if someone's sitting there thinking, oh, where should I go, where should I go, you have so many videos on different routes and locations and not just tomogamy like Killarney, Mississauga, Mississauga, uh, um, the Halliburton Highlands, all that, like everywhere you've got trips and routes and stuff that people can just take a peek at. Cause I mean, like me, I go into Google maps and thinking, Oh, this looks like a good area. And then I can ooh, figure ooh. out something close to where that you've got to that area and go give it a whirl. So I would definitely yeah. say YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is good, and, and that's the thing, too. Like, I love any kind of trip. I, I love going into Halliburton for two days and doing one portage and, you know, swimming and fishing and laying around in the sunshine. And then, you know, the next weekend going to do a six-day crazy trip in Tomogamy where I come home covered in bruises. And I try to kind of do all the things because I love all the things, and I think it gives people a wide variety of choices. And then I have all the playlists of, you know, Halliburton. Halliburton is somewhere I spend a lot of time in my down. I call them my down trips in between the harder trips. Right. You know, where I go explore there. It's a great place. Um, I don't think you asked this question, but for beginners to start, um, it's one of my favorite places to recommend if somebody wants to go on a first trip or they're going to do a solo for the first time and they're scared. Halliburton Highlands Water Trails is such a great place. There's there's so many different places to go in there. Uh, beautiful area. You can paddle for 20 minutes and feel like you're in the middle of a forest and your car is right there still and you still have a Wi-Fi signal and cell service. And, you know, so that's a great spot to start. And uh, I do trips all over because I, I really love all of it. I love all the different types of camping. And uh, I try to do as much of it as possible every year. Kayaking too, canoeing, and you know, oh, yeah, I forgot a little about bit kayaking. of backpacking. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Not much. Yeah, <laughs> you have one of those. I do. <laughs> I just I get so. Georgian Bay now. You know. I just get so involved in canoe tripping that that half the time, until I walk into my garage, oh wait, I can go kayaking. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Well, you know what? You have a lot of fun out there, and it's definitely seen in your videos and, and the interactions you have on Facebook and stuff like that. So thanks for doing what you do, and you know, I, I, for one, hope that you keep doing it and keep putting all that information out there so that future paddlers can, can learn from you and, and get outside just like the rest of us. Oh, thanks, Sean. That's, that's really nice of you to say. I appreciate that. That's eh, in my contract. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing it for a while longer still. I'm not sure. We'll wait to see if my body breaks down. <laughs> well, you just get yourself some Sherpas. videos on how to get out when you can't. 
Right? I'll make videos on how you, how to get out when you can't walk or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Camper Christina makes a walker out of sticks. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Sky's the limit. Uh, yeah, you know it. <laughs> well, Derek's going to be upset that he missed you this week, but that's his fault for going on a motorcycle trip. <laughs> a motorcycle trip of all things like right? come on <sighs> apparently he does it every year so. kind of like oh really yeah. Oh, well. yeah I hope he had a good time I'm, I'm glad that he missed the show so I could uh, get to visit with you it's been a while so it's nice to catch up yeah and uh, thanks Derek uh, thanks for going on your trip <laughs> thanks Derek <laughs> and thank Sorry you for Thank you for coming on this week, Christina, and uh, we'll hopefully have you on again soon. Okay, that'd be great. All right. Well, take it easy, and we'll talk to you. Okay, Sean, have a great season. You as well. And that was my little chit-chat with Camper Christina. Well, more than a little chit-chat, I guess. Uh, like I say, it's, it, we haven't talked to her on here in a while, and it's nice to connect and see what's going on and hear everything that she's doing. And yeah, the, the amount of videos, she's passed over 500 videos, and she keeps putting them up every trip and just collects footage, more footage and more footage to make more videos. And it's really... Uh, you, you, if you go to her, her YouTube site and start checking them out, there's so many different routes and places to, that she's been to and put videos up that if you're interested in something, you can just go check it out and you can find out, you know, hey, yeah, that's some place I'd, I'd really like to go. And there's other ones like, well, I'm glad I checked that video out because I'm not really up to that kind of a challenge yet. So check definitely check that out. And again, uh, really nice to chat with you, Christina. Thanks for being on this week. Derek, too bad you missed it. Sucks to be you. But I know you're... Actually, I guess you're probably back today. Um, but too late. You missed it. You're hanging around with your buddies. and That'll learn you. Probably, probably not, because you'll do it again next year. But that's... Uh, yeah, that's all for this week. So if you want to find out more about us, you can find us at paddlingadventuresradio.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or you can download and stream our episodes at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Player FM, and all your favorite podcast downloading sites. Or you can go to the episode page at paddlingadventuresradio.com, and you can listen or download all our episodes there. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with friends, family, and fellow paddlers. I want to thank everybody for listening this week. I'm Sean Rowley, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>